Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for coming back to listen to me ramble on again. I appreciate it more than you know. In a new twist, (laughs) I'm not recording in my car because I did record in my car and it didn't save. So that's a bitch. So instead, I'm hiding in my closet. Um... 100% my toddler will come and interrupt this, but I'm hoping I can get through it before he does. I wanted to talk about mental health in our kids. When Mike died, I did a lot of research about suicide and how this could potentially affect Preston as an adult more than the obvious stuff. I wanted to know if he was more likely to to die by suicide because his dad did. And so I Google searched and I researched for hours and hours and hours, (laughs) even though everyone told me not to. I did it anyway. And what I found was that kids who are survivors of suicide, meaning one of their parents died by suicide, are three times more likely to die by suicide. That's terrifying. I knew that I was going to have to be extra vigilant about the drugs due to his drug, his dad's drug addiction. And now I have to be even more vigilant about mental health and suicide prevention and all these things that when he was a tiny baby and I was holding him in the hospital, I never thought I would have to worry about. So, so I thought I did a good job. I preached being honest with your kids and I preach be having open conversations even if they're uncomfortable and I do all those things and I feel like I create a safe space for Preston to talk to me or at least I thought I did this summer Preston went on vacation with my mom which he does a lot because I have a 13 year old little brother and he's 12 so they get along really great and if you have children you know that having two is better than having one because they can at least entertain each other for about two minutes before they fight (laughs) so anyway he goes on vacation with them a lot and this one was a particularly long vacation they flew to texas and then drove home and on the drive home they stopped at a bunch of places so it was like a week week and a half vacation And Preston is a self-proclaimed mama's boy, which I love, (laughs) but he's very much a mama's boy. And so all this time away from me, not getting great sleep, I'm sure didn't help with this story I'm about to tell you. Um, And I want to preface this with, I had no idea no clue. So Preston at this time was 11 and very much a preteen. So he spent a lot of time in his room because he wanted to be alone and discover his independence. And when I would try and make him be around the family, it was a fight. And I'm sure other parents of preteens know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, he spent a lot of time alone, even with my best efforts. (laughs) And yeah, so I, I didn't think anything of it. I chalked it up to being a preteen. So he's on this vacation with my mom, and she calls me and says, I have to tell you something. Preston just told me that he pretends a lot 
that he is really, really sad and he pretends a lot because he's afraid that he's going to make you sad. So obviously I'm like, holy shit, I'm failing him. I'm failing him because he feels like he can't talk to me. I thought I created this safe space and he can't even talk to me about the most important thing and that's his mental health. I'm failing him. So I let it go as much as I can, right? Because he's not home. And this is a conversation we need to have in person. So he gets home and we're out on our back deck and I say, baby, grandma told me what you said about how you pretend a lot and we really need to talk about that. And he started sobbing like the broken sobbing. If, if you know what I'm talking about, it's the sobbing that you would do on the floor of your shower, sobbing. And I just was taken aback. I, I didn't even know that I had no idea. So he said, I was afraid to tell you because I don't want to make you sad. And we have had these talks before where I've told him, you are not responsible for my happiness you are supposed to be a kid. You shouldn't be worrying about me. And I, I'm wondering if part of this comes back to when I was a single mom or the fact that his dad died and he couldn't do anything to stop it. And so now he feels like he needs to keep me happy so that I won't do what his dad did. So I said, baby, you can talk to me about anything, anything at all. And I have been this sad before. And he goes on to tell me that he is sad all the time and he hates it. And I said, well, baby, that has to be so lonely that you you didn't tell anybody. That had to be a lonely feeling to sit in those heavy feelings all by yourself. And he said, it has felt really lonely. And I said, well, honey, you need to know that I have been very sad in the past And it's normal. People go through these very sad times and it's normal. And we kind of, the, the talk progressed and we kind of moved on to other topics and things were good. I got a hold of his therapist for an emergency therapy session and, and after the therapy session, she called me immediately and she said, Beth, it's not good. He is so, so sad. And I'm worried about him. Um, You have my cell phone number. You can call or text me at all this weekend if anything happens. But in the meantime, this is the crisis number. You can give them a call if anything happens. And working in EMS, I have... I know what that means. I have been on calls where people called the crisis number and because they're on the edge of of dying, essentially, you know, they want to die. And so they call this crisis number. And so that really got me like, holy shit, this is this is something that I cannot let go. This is something I should have picked up on this, you know, I'm, I'm going through all the mom guilt, right? Like I'm just beating myself up about it. And she said, he's denying any suicidal thoughts at this time, but I just wanted to make you aware because I'm scared. Okay. 
so I get off the phone and I get a broom, which I, I don't even know why I grabbed a broom, but I went up to Preston's room and he was crying. He had just gotten done with therapy and I start sweeping his floor. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because I needed something in my hands. And so that way he maybe felt like he could be more open with me because I wasn't staring at him and expecting him to talk. You know what I mean? Like we both kind of were in our own little space and he could feel more open to talk to me, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. Anyway, I said, honey, we got to talk about this. I know that you told Carrie that his therapist that you don't want to, but we need to. I said, she said that you're not having any suicidal thoughts right now. And he said, I am though. And I said, okay, okay. (laughs) How long have you been feeling this way? And he said, for a couple of months and I said okay does the feeling ever go away and he said sometimes it does but it's been here a lot lately I said okay when you say that you have thoughts of hurting yourself what does that mean he said I think about killing myself I said okay when you think about killing yourself do you have a plan and he said yeah I would jump off of something high like a bridge Okay. He said, Mom, I didn't want to tell you because I was afraid of how you would react. And I said, Well, honey, look at me. I'm just sweeping your floor. Like, I'm okay. It is okay. On the inside, though, I'm like, Holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. How can I put him in a bubble and not traumatize him, but also not let him out of my sight and like losing my shit, right? So instead, I have an open conversation with him. And I say, honey, I have had times where I have thought of killing myself. And I think a lot of people probably go through that. But I didn't. Those feelings are temporary. Even though they feel so overwhelming and like they might swallow you whole. They're temporary. And as always, I don't know if sharing this much with him is helpful or not. I don't know, but I wanted to show him that it is okay to have those feelings and not act on them because the only other person that he knew who thought about suicide did it. And so I wanted to show him, no, I had these thoughts too and I didn't do it. And then I talked to him. My mom has struggled with depression and she went through a period where she was suicidal also. And ironically, it was right around the time that Mike died by suicide. But I, with her permission, shared that with Preston. So grandma also had these feelings and it felt overwhelming and all consuming to her as well. And she didn't do it. So it is okay to have these feelings, albeit they're sad and it feels overwhelming and scary. It is normal and it is okay to have those feelings as long as you don't act on them. And again, I don't know if it's helpful or not. I don't know. (laughs) But I wanted to talk about it. That's how we break the stigma, right? Talking about our mental health, talking about our struggles, and especially being transparent with Preston. I want him to know that even grown-ups have those struggles. And having those struggles doesn't make you any less of a person. And just because you have those feelings doesn't mean you have to act on them said like 
I tried mom guilt, which I'm not proud of, but I tried mom guilt. And I said, honey, what about Bentley, your little brother? You know what it's like to survive suicide and be left after somebody that you love dies. You don't want to do that to Bentley. And what he said (laughs) hallowed me. (laughs) He said, he won't even remember me. Holy shit. Even now, like, talking about it, I can't. I can't. That tells me that he has put thought into this. And it's not just attention-seeking or on a whim, which I didn't think it was, but... Fuck. He wouldn't even remember me? How can my sweet and perfect 11-year-old boy... Think that, think that the world would be better without him. It breaks my heart to, when I hear him say that, it guts me. And I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not think that recording this a second time I would still be this emotional but to hear those words he won't even remember me it's hard it's hard to see my perfect boy feel that bad feel that bad so we came up with some strategies together I had researched um, how to fight depression naturally without medicine. And I am not against medicine. I myself am on Zoloft. I call them umbrellas because I don't like that I'm on depression medication. So I call them umbrellas because they help keep the rain away. And that makes me feel just a little bit better. (laughs) But I'm not against medication. It helps. But I wanted to try every other avenue first because I don't want my now 12-year-old son on Zoloft. I don't want him on that Zoloft or any other depression medication. So I wanted to try everything I could first. So distraction is a big thing that works for Preston and it works for me as well. And so I put him in some sports camps and... I also, exercising produces endorphins, which make you happy. So it was was two birds, one stone. We decided that it wasn't very good for him to be in his room alone all the time. So he could do whatever he would usually do in his room with us around. He didn't have to interact with us. He didn't have to talk to us. But at least we were there. And I made it very clear to him again that... It doesn't matter. My reaction doesn't matter. What matters is that he is okay. And no matter what he says to me, I am okay. And that's a very big thing for him. He has to know I'm okay. <laughs> so so I now do check-ins with him every couple weeks. Hey, baby, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Have you had any thoughts of hurting yourself Do you feel yourself going back into that hole? What can we do to make it better? 
and that is helping. That is helping. He is doing so much better. It's night and day compared to this summer, and I think probably being in school and having a schedule helps. But my boy is doing better. We have to pay attention to these things. And I feel like I do. I feel like I pay attention to Preston, and I missed it. So check in with your kids. Talk to them about mental health. Get rid of that stigma that goes with talking about mental health, and maybe they'll feel safer to talk about it. It is important. Our kids need us to lead by example. I thought I was doing a good job of of that, and I wasn't. I'm hoping you can learn from my mistakes. You guys are kicking ass as parents. And I just need you to know that you're appreciated, even if you don't ever hear it. You are appreciated, and you are a badass. And you are raising little tiny badasses. I hope you guys have an amazing week. If you have any questions, any stories, if you can relate to this, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Fixing What I Didn't Break. I would love to hear from you guys. As always, please rate, share, follow, all the things. I appreciate you guys and I hope you have a great week.